2: Welcome, this is Ken Roshan. I'm in San Diego, sunny San Diego, California. I don't know if it's ever not sunny here. Every time I've been here, it's been beautiful weather. I'm at an event called The Secret Knock, and it's a Greg S. Reed's event, and he brings some of the most uh, powerful movers and shakers in the world, people that have invented things like the barcode or uh, brought Ugg's book, uh, boots to the world or even the gentleman who made Make-A-Wish Foundation. So we have all kinds of cool people here. But um, I am actually excited to break away from the event and be with... Brian Basilico and Brian G. Johnson, otherwise known as Brian Bacon and Brian Pixie Dust. So we have the Bacon versus Pixie Dust show here, and uh, I've been looking forward to the show for some time. We met at NAMS uh, two times in the last couple years, and we uh, I, I bribed them to be on the show, and they were kind enough to be on the show. And when I read Brian G. Johnson's uh, bio on Facebook, I said, this is the guy that's really going to help me have the world understand how they can be successful. Uh, if you go to his Facebook page, look at short description under Facebook, his like page, it says, yo. And that's <laughs> uh, that's a great description. <laughs> but Brian G. Johnson is an online entrepreneur, author, speaker, and the world's first poodle wrangler. Brian leverages the power of video to not just share a message, but to amplify and inspire action the one thing that's needed for success. So I want to thank, I had to do yours first, Brian, because you have the word amplify in there. It's the name of the show, but it's actually on my license plate. And it's, it's really what I call the ultimate reason that distinguishes someone who's got uh, success and doesn't have success because if you have phenomenal content. It's not amplified. No one knows about it. So it's a secret. And when you amplify it correctly and leverage it correctly, all of a sudden you have the world uh, embracing it and also becoming a major marketing machine for you. So, I'm excited to hear uh, about your sale funnel book as well as uh, the pixie dust aspect of, of how you've applied this. And now I'd like to just uh, inter- uh, give the bio for Brian Basilico as well. He's an internationally recognized, best-selling mm-hmm. author. of It's not about you. It's about the bacon. And I have to say Brian has helped me create some of the best social media campaigns because uh, I'm just one more of the fans of, of the people that puts all these bacon uh, – marketing pieces are on his page. I mean, can you think of a better way than being top of mind and having bacon? And so he's a relationship marketing in the social media world and has a new upcoming book called The Bacon System, Marketing Recipes for a Sizzling Business. So welcome, Brian and Brian.
3: Hey, how are you doing? And by the way, I'm changing my Facebook page to Oi. So that's all I'm going to say for <laughs> Oi. <oy. laughs>
2: well, thank you. That's, that's going to be really helpful for the second time we have you on the show. It's really going to keep people in suspense. Actually, Please don't tell any more of those surprises, because it's really going to ruin the show in the future, okay?
4: <laughs>
2: Yo, So uh, the, the, the name of this show is, uh, is Bacon versus Pixie Dust, and I, I'm excited for one of you to share. And, and by the way, just to keep the guests really uh, guessing, just say, this is Brian, and I'd like to share this part <laughs> of the show. <laughs> so uh, who would like to talk about uh, how the name... Bacon versus pixie dust, and the and the wars, the battles that has that have happened all across the United States uh, at these marketing events.
3: Brian, uh, uh, sure. Well, um, you know Brian G and Brian B uh, have been uh, online friends for a long time, and when we show up at these events, we we both have, I would say. Um, we're both total introverts when it comes to going to marketing events. We have no personality. We kind of hide behind the scenes and stuff like that, and we're very shy. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, Brian being the poodle <laughs> wrangler and the pixie dust dude, and then me being the bacon, we've just ended up getting into these mega confrontations where we need to use our superpowers kind of like Pokemon to get people to realize that one of us is truly the king of online marketing and uh, so far, neither one of us has really gotten that, but we're close, right,
4: Brian? Indeed. And that, and that means that every time we see each other, there will be another episode, which I think, really, if, if we think about amplifying a message, if we think about great marketing, marketing it's an ongoing story and an ability to tell a story in a fun and engaging way, you know, keeps people listening, keeps people watching, and that is really a, a sign of success. So I think that on one hand, we're just kind of having fun, but at the same time, we know that it's pretty smart marketing, and it works really well. Mm-hmm. So how about a
2: rule that we have moving forward in the show? Should I Say Brian B., or should I just say the bacon man and pixie dust or the poodle wrangler? How, how should I make this easier for a guest to kind of follow the conversation? Just say Brian, we'll pick it up, we'll figure it out. You'll figure it out? Okay. Well, I, I actually made a, a mistake when I uh, shared your book. I said sales funnel when it's trust funnel, but it's interesting I said sales funnel because a trust funnel actually causes sales. So um, I, I was very impressed with your book, Brian. <laughs> um, and uh, Trust Funnel the reason I love that book is because it's really about creating relationships it's not about sales creating value and the thing I love most about who you are in the in the event world is you always bring more than enough books and you're so willing to share them and you use your book really as a means of creating relationships so bravo to that
4: well I appreciate that and um, it was really a, a pleasure uh, a labor of love to write the book and once it was done, I, I got to share it with everybody. And, you know, you, you hear it time and time again that a book is not you – know, we don't write a book necessarily to make money from the sales of the book, but it's really about how we leverage the book. So what I've always tried to, to do is, is really take that to the next level and instead of – you know, some, once in a while I'll sell books – and a lot of times I just give them away, uh, and, and that is really... Resulted in great marketing, lots of, I, hundreds and hundreds of selfies uh, posted to Facebook, people tagging me, and, and, and you know, Ken, because you do the same exact kind of thing with your Facebook photography marketing, it's a different spin, but it's the same concept of really just uh, creating something that's fun, and then people share, and then that yeah. grows a bigger audience, and I gotta tell you, the power of a book is incredible. It, it it goes through the mail fairly easily, it's not too expensive, it's a good size, it's easy to pick up, you can take a picture, you can hold it, you can get it in a picture, and all of these things when you add add them add them up, it really creates this powerful marketing machine that if you know how to use it properly or, you know, leverage it to the extent that we can, it can be really uh, pretty darn powerful. So that's kind of why I do that, you know? Amen, well, brother. it's certainly a, a cloud di- differentiator. It's, it's when you put
2: the thud of the book instead of a business card in their hand they they re- they recognize that you're committed to your message you're, and you're also giving them something that gets you, them to know you better, which is very valuable.
4: It has worked very well and, and Brian Basilico knows and he uh, he's an advocate and I remember meeting Brian and he was kind of like the new kid on the block, which is awkward because we're all older now, which I don't know how that happened, but all of a sudden one day you're 50 and I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> but he had this book and the title was so fantastically perfect for marketing. You know, number one, it's like, it's not about me. It's not about Brian Basilica. It's about how we can share, how we can educate. And at the same time, if we can bring a smile to someone's face, that's awesome and by lightening things up and creating a book title where it's it's not about you it's about bacon it's like it's tongue in cheek and it's kind of funny and at the same time there's a message there that's really powerful so I was uh I was impressed with Brian right from the go Thanks buddy
3: And you know what's so cool about this is um the whole thing about writing a book and it creates a brand, and that's that's the thing. Is now all of a sudden you become the trust funnel guy, you become the poodle wrangler guy, you become the bacon guy. And Ken, I've got sitting in front of me, keep smiling. Shift happens. I have to say that very clearly. Um, you know, <laughs> when you write a book, when you have a book out there, it adds a sense of connection to people, especially when you're writing it in your own voice. I mean, one of the reasons I love doing radio interviews, I do my own podcast is because people hear you talk, they hear your personality, they hear your sincerity, they hear your desire to help them, and and now you become somebody that they begin to know, like, and trust. And that's what the first book is all about, is really the concept of know, like, and trust in a slightly different vein. One of the things I've I've come to realize over the years is, you know, we're really not creating new things. We're just kind of, we're putting them in... And this is what Brian did with his book. You know nothing that he did was like earth shattering you know change the world kind of thinking, but he put it into a concept that was easy to understand, easy to digest, and simple to be able to follow, so that the average person could really figure out how to market themselves better online. And that's really what it is, is taking your heart, your personality, and putting it out in a package that's going to be memorable and usable and and make something that's going to better the world.
2: Well, I actually have a secret reason for bringing both of you on. I actually would love to see you guys collaborate on a book, and I'm only seeding this so that – Later, when you do it, you can actually say that doggone amplified guy—he did all right with us on that show. So, (laughs) I think your systems together are powerful, and they complement each other. And there's—and there's a compliment. I mean, there's a distinct message. So, I think it's really cool that you had not only your first book, but you also had a complimentary kind of like an ADD book, didn't you, Brian, uh, for the Bacon System? I mean, the the Bacon book—it's not about you. You had your uh, Square book.
3: Yeah, the second book was it was called um, Bacon Bits, 101 Relationship Marketing Tips, and that was actually written um, as a blog over the course of a year, and I did that on purpose. If you write a blog of 50 words, you're not going to get found by Google, but what I did is I wrote uh, networking tips every single day for a year, picked 101 best ones, and then put it into a little six-by-six six book. It's kind of the same size as yours, the Keep Smiling book. And right. uh, that is just kind of... That's kind of another giveaway. You know, it's, it's one of those kind of things that, you know, people see that and they, ooh, this is a different kind of book. It's got a great cover. It's got a great title. And it's something that just, again, keeps that brand going. You know, that's, that's the thing about this is Brian G. has been able to create such an awesome, awesome brand. And now he's using video in a way that I think is very innovative and very creative and doing some really, really cool things. Um, to keep that brand going you know and that's that's what it's all about is keep that brand out there so that people remember recognize and pay attention
2: and, and I Brian bacon I, I just want to compliment you also on your uh, on your bookmark because that was such a not only a, a cool way of tying it to the book but also mm-hmm. people didn't mind holding it in photos and pretend you know, like they're eating the bookmark so uh, it was it was really an ingenious to tie the whole system together and bravo man you're awesome
3: well actually it was your i I gotta give you credit on this one dude because you were the one you know i walked around the conference and i had them sticking out of my lanyard the the thing around your neck you know with your name tag and so but i was handing them out to people because they saw the bacon i want this i want this i want this and you were the one who actually walked around and said act like you're eating it and started taking pictures of it and that just went completely viral so I mean, I've got to compliment you on your creativity and your photography and the way that you capture the essence of a conference, too, man. You do an awesome, awesome job with that.
2: Thank you. I, I think, I'm not sure if you saw the leak of the photo shoot I did last week, but they were holding your new Bacon System book up and they pretend like they're eating the book. And so uh, I don't know if that leaked yet, but I'm creating a nice little surprise for you probably next week. I when have I get not
3: back seen home. it, and I'm looking forward to it, dude. I am absolutely looking okay. forward
2: to it. <laughs> so, Brian G, you uh, you just uh, it was just shared about how you're really focusing on the YouTube and the video. Why don't you uh, share why you have that focus
4: right now and what a difference that's making for you? Yeah, absolutely. You Can definitely talk about that. Um, but let's do this instead because I feel like changing it up. And it just happened, and here we go. <laughs> let's talk <laughs> about being memorable because <laughs> this word has come up like two or three times and. One of the things that's super powerful about good marketing, marketing that stands out is that it gets in people's head and they remember. And if you can create that experience, if you can create that moment in time when someone runs into the content that you create and they remember, you have just begun the process of creating a brand that sticks and and, and Brian Basilica has done that incredibly well. And and people tell me that, you know, your brand is solid and, and it's unique and it's different and it's fun. And and it's something that it took me a long time to figure out. And, you know, I'm not a woulda, coulda, shorta kind of guy. I just, like, who cares? Like, it, I better, you know, move my butt now and take action and apply myself to get where I want to go and it doesn't really matter what happened in the past but I do like to always try to be learning as far as what's happening now and as I started like evolving as an entrepreneur I would say probably like about 3 to 4 years ago and I stopped chasing the latest gimmicks and I stopped looking for a loophole and I started really looking at at marketing that was done in such an intriguing way. I started reading about branding, and I started reading about, like, Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken. And to me, this is such an amazing example of great branding, because if you say Kentucky Fried Chicken to somebody that's in their mid-40s or so, chances are incredibly good that they're going to know finger looking good. And uh, just that type of a brand. And the way also, like Colonel Sanders uh, created a visual, a memorable experience, the suit that he wore. It was different. It, the chicken was finger-licking good. It wasn't <clears> just good. It was finger-licking good. And how did they cook it? With 11 secret herbs and spices. And all of these things are, are kind of fall under this uh, umbrella big big word on this show, of, of brand messaging. Like uh, a really strong brand is going to have a number of components that work together to solidify the brand and everything works together in a harmonious and congruent way to create that memorable experience. <laughs> and, and really what we've been talking about on this show to this point is like Brian has done such a great job with the whole bacon thing, bacon bits, a book the book uh marker and uh the little it looks like a piece of bacon again and just staying congruent and consistent and that makes it really easy for people to remember and that's important because like the attention span of people online is less than a goldfish which is scary like we've devolved is, is that the word <laughs> <laughs> and we have an attention span of of 8 seconds so by creating a brand that's memorable, you can really separate yourself. And And I just think, I'm just really intrigued by branding. I think great branding is great. Like you walk into an Apple store and you buy something and the packaging is white and it's always white and people comment on the packaging. And, and if you watch a commercial, it's, it's not about megahertz. It's not about how much RAM or whatnot. It's 30 seconds. It's about we create really cool stuff to allow creative people to create awesome stuff. Like that's their core message. Is like we you know, we think that people that are crazy enough to think that they can change the world are the ones that do. And and, and again, all of these things like fall together and create a harmonious brand experience. And and I've just had fun creating mine and, and putting the pieces together and, and whatnot. And Brian has got such an amazingly strong brand. And How, how has that impacted your business, Brian, do you think?
3: Well, um, let me jump to that in a second, but I want to step back a little bit on the Colonel Sanders thing. And I agree with you 110% on how strong that brand is, but I'm really creeped out the way they're constantly changing Colonel Sanders on commercials right now. It went from a couple of Saturday Night Live characters. Now, all of a sudden, they got George Hamilton, who's known as the Tan Man, selling extra, extra crispy chicken. It's really freaking me out. Um, <laughs> so, I'm <laughs> not quite getting that. But, no, the whole bacon thing, I mean, it's like I show up anywhere. And, you know, at, at the last conference at NAMS, I mean, it's like so obvious that I'm the bacon guy. And so, what that does is that created such a strong brand recognition uh, that it really creates that personality. Now, one of the things that I think is incredibly important to realize is that as small business entrepreneurs, we are our brand. Uh, you know, it's the personality of the person that really makes it different. Because we're not an Apple, we're not a Coke, we're not a, a, a you know Kentucky Fried Chicken. <clears throat> What we're trying to do is we're trying to differentiate ourselves from the four million three hundred sixty-five people out there that are doing Internet marketing because there's so many people doing it, and there's so many, quote-unquote, gurus and experts. Um, what we're trying to do is get people to at least explore the difference in what we offer. So I think that the bacon thing has really created a personal brand in a lot of ways, just like, I mean... Brian G. has his poodles, I've got Buddy Guy the Black Lab. You know, it's, that's a connector. One thing about know, like, and trust that I think is incredibly important is you need to be a human being in this world. People want connections. They want to know that you are the real deal, that you care about them, that you're thinking about the benefits that you can offer them. Uh, one of the things that I say, and I'm kind of going off a little bit on a tangent, is I talk about two different radio stations, WIIAM and WIIFM. And AM is always lower quality, F M is where all the music plays and you get better quality stuff. W I I A M is what's what is interesting about me. And what I find is a lot of people are out there trying to promote themselves about how much they've accomplished. You know, you see all these people with I've been on Fox News and CBS and all this other stuff, when really all they've done is wrote an article on a blog that's gotten out there, they're trying to promote themselves as bigger than life. But really what people are listening to is WIIFM. That radio station is what's in it for me. So as you as a person can give people really great content, give them really great, useful information, and show that you care about them, they will pay attention and they will reward you not only with their, their time, maybe some dollars, but also shares. You know, So it's really creating a brand that shows you're sincere, that you're a human being, that is going to connect with people on a one-on-one level.
2: Bam. I have I have two things I need to say that are very important at this point. So one thing is in the second part of the show, when I say, Brian G., would you talk to me about the importance of me- messaging and branding and uh, why that's so important, I want you to say, ah, I really don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about my YouTube channel, okay? So that's first of all. Okay. <laughs> and the second thing, I am going to remember that asking someone about a YouTube channel can give you the best tangent ever for all this other great content. So thank you for that.
4: Well, sounds like we're doing okay.
2: <laughs> you, we are, we are. So uh, we, don't have, we have about five minutes of break, but I do want to uh, sh- share that Brian's podcast, the uh, thebaconpodcast.com, is absolutely awesome. I've been on there. I've listened to a show He's, he's intriguing. He's funny, and uh, he's worth listening to. So, Brian, can you share uh, how people can reach you besides the dot Yeah, the easiest way is just search out Brian
3: Basilico on anything. You could find my books on Amazon. You could find all of my social media. it's B R I A N B A S I L I C O. search it. You'll find everything. That's a, the beauty of being, you know, a, a internet marketers. You can make yourself number one on Google.
2: Really easy. And the books are all available on Amazon for both of you, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, Brian, I learned something uh, with your Bacon System book uh, about Thunderclap. That was ingenious. Uh, that That is the most awesome system to really launch a book. And I'll just share with uh, the audience, anyone that is launching a book, you really need to connect with Brian Basilico for some ideas because he's using cutting-edge technology, and I think in the second segment, we're going to hear from Brian G. when I say, what do you think about the importance of messaging and remembering a brand, he will cut into the power of YouTube. Is that correct, Brian? We're going oh, we yeah, to do jump, that.
3: I've got to jump in real quick if we got a sec, because I want to say that I sat yeah. down, I had a breakfast with uh, Warren Whitlock and Brian G. Johnson before I launched this book, and Brian G. Johnson did one of the best book launches I have ever seen in my life when he launched the Trust Funnel. And he really helped guide me through some really great ideas to help do this. The Thunderclap was one tool, but there are many other tools that he offered Man, if you want to learn how to launch a book, that dude is awesome.
2: Well, why don't you share a couple other things that you learned from Brian?
3: Well, I mean, the first thing was that, you know, don't rush it. Uh, spend some time. Make sure you send out signed books to influencers, people that know, like, and trust you. And you were one, Ken. You got a picture. You got the book. I've got a picture of you, and somebody else who I didn't know holding up the book, um, and added that on launch day to a collage of a whole bunch of different people holding up the book. Um, by getting it to people in advance, they were putting them up on Facebook, building a buzz about it. Uh, a lot of it had to do with, you know, the sequence of the book launch and making sure that you. Built up enough excitement and got people at least aware of what was happening and interested ahead of time that really helped grow not only the interest in the book, but helped me grow my email list, helped me continue to promote it even past the book launch. Um, there were just so many great ideas. I mean, Brian has just an awesome, awesome system for that.
2: And, Brian, you teach this system to people that are eager to get a book out and do it right?
4: You know what's interesting is we've got actually some pretty awesome case study videos on that new, that new YouTube channel, so that's pretty cool. Okay, well, why don't you give uh, the address of the YouTube channel and we'll be cutting a break pretty
2: soon and then we'll come back and talk about that.
4: Awesome. So you can find me on YouTube at Brian G. Johnson TV. Okay,
2: and uh, since we still have another minute, just uh, give a brief description of what uh, people will learn when they visit that channel.
4: Absolutely. So on YouTube, I share the very strategies, tactics, and uh, tools that I use myself to grow a business, to amplify my message, and ultimately to inspire action. Because if you can't inspire action, it doesn't really matter. You can publish, you can share your content, <laughs> but I tell you what, you start amplifying it, kaboom! And you've been doing that, you've
2: been focusing on that show uh, since NAMS, if I recall.
4: Uh, yeah, so I focus. launched um, the YouTube channel on March 1st, and it was kind of hard for a while, and now it's like taking off like a rocket. Yeah, I, I I liken
2: it to a, a Facebook business page when you you know get your first couple likes and you're like, oh my god, this is gonna be hard. <laughs> this is gonna be a long road. But then it takes a life of its own if you're willing to uh, really commit to the quality and the and the tipping point. So congratulations. Yeah. Uh, how how many subscribers do you have
4: right now? I uh, just crossed over 1,400 a few minutes ago. So
2: yeah, so you are uh, you're starting to see the the speed at which you're getting subscribers. So people are really sharing the quality information they're getting from it.
4: Well, what's really cool is the content that you publish on YouTube has the ability to draw people in. In other words, people in your target market that are looking for, you mentioned book marketing. So I've got a number of videos on book marketing. They rank really well. And, and typically, videos will rank on YouTube for two, three, as long as four years, so imagine publishing a video today that someone in your target market finds a thousand days from now, and then think if you were to publish, you know, a couple times a week or something, you could really create a catalog, an archive of video content that pushes your your message forward, and and that's why I decided to really focus and. What's cool right now is every 30 days, uh, my results are more than doubling. So right now I can look and I can see that my subscriber growth is at about 123% over the last 30 days. And if I were to look back in June, I could say the same thing. Basically, every 30 days, it's doubling. So I'm wondering how long we can continue that.
2: <laughs> well, we're going to share some of the secrets of how you've done that and, how, and why people should consider Uh, YouTube is a great way to grow their business. We'll be back in a couple minutes.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America.
1: If you are a small business owner or entrepreneur, you may not be aware of the different options available to you in securing business capital in today's market. We discuss and explore these options each week on Small Business Capital America with host Michael Schumacher. There are two primary ways of building business capital. Profits, which are basically higher revenue and reduced expenses, and external, or debt capital. Listen live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Business. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes, How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify.
2: All right, this is Ken Roshan with Amplified. We are in San Diego, and I wish you, the two Bryans were here. We could do the live show here, and you'd meet some really amazing people. I didn't actually acknowledge uh, two of the people that really made a difference on me meeting you, and uh, one was uh, Captain Lou Edwards from the Marketers Cruise, because that was my connection to David Perdue, and then David Perdue obviously invited me to... Uh, NAMS, I think it was 13 and then the final one this past, uh, this past March and I was able to reconnect with you guys and even get on the uh, Brian Bacon show, uh, the, the Bacon podcast. So I always like to acknowledge people when you go to an event and they are actually the reason that you meet great people like the two of you. So I wanted to share again with the audience, when, when was the beginning of the bacon versus pixie dust and, and, how did that story actually turn into a complete marketing revolution that everyone follows daily?
3: Well, that was, we were actually in a, we were invited into a room with um, uh, Jeff Herring, who is one of the teachers at NAMS, who's been to all 13, 14, 15, whatever it is, NAMS. He's been to every single one. And he invited me and Brian in to do, you know, just kind of like a and a with his audience. And when we were said and done, we decided to take a picture of, you know, superpower against superpower, and it just exploded from there. I remember it was like, oh, this is an awesome shot.
4: <laughs> it was. They were good shots.
2: <laughs> well, I would like to be part of uh, the, the, continual, the continuing gallery of the superpowers actually being captured because uh, it is a lot of fun watching you guys And I wanted to say that you actually are doing what you love because I can see it. There's so many people in this world that are working a job, and I can tell that you guys are, it could not be considered a job the way you guys are laughing and enjoying yourself so much. So let's start with you, Brian Basilico. At what point uh, did you become an entrepreneur? What was an inspiration for you to do that? And were you ever in in a job that you just, this just doesn't make sense?
3: Oh man, Uh, I could tell you right now, I've been in and out of the corporate world a little bit. I actually started my entrepreneurial journey at 18 years old, even younger than that, like 16, when I built a recording studio in my dad's basement. And because I was a musician, I figured, you know, if I can't be a musician, I'm going to own a recording studio, and then it grew over the course of time. I I actually went to work for AT&T in video production for a long time, so as a shooter, editor, producer left that company, and then went to work in my own commercial recording studio and then ended up selling that to another company, worked for them for a while, and then I went to Arthur Anderson, and then after that stint, I worked a little bit in an ad agency, and I, after that, I just said, you know what, I can't play in the sandbox anymore because you know the rules, the regulations, the, the confinement of what you had to do just wasn't me, and, and so part of the, I think the big journey... <clears throat> that I learned was, you know, who, who I am and what my strengths are and what I love to do. I mean, you talk about that, but understanding what you love to do is, I think, the most important thing. And if you, if you do that every single day and can make some money at it, you'll never worry about it for the rest of your life. And the thing that I found that I really love is, A, performing and B, teaching. So I have no problem. I've been a musician all my life. I've stood up in front of crowds of thousands of people playing guitar, singing, doing that stuff. So doing the same thing, standing in front of a whole bunch of people talking and teaching and, and doing that has been a just a love of my life. And so what I decided to do was turn my company into a company where I could actually absorb as much knowledge and keep learning as much as I possibly could and then basically regurgitate it in a very simple way that people could understand and utilize so that they could become more successful and i think the biggest thing that i bring to the table is watching other people succeed just makes me so freaking excited and happy i love seeing people just explode onto whatever it is that they're doing and really make a difference in the world so it's, a, it's kind of a pay it forward mentality does that make sense
2: totally and i, I just heard you say you know basically a new book title, Regurgitating Bacon. I mean,
4: that. that would be there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm um, not down with that. Actually, though. <laughs> <laughs> so it was ingenious that you did come up
2: with uh, Bacon as your your main brand. What what caused that?
4: Uh, oh
3: the, well, the story of it is, is I was giving a speech in L.A. with a couple of my friends who actually were clients of mine way back when I owned the commercial recording studio. They used to work for Ben Frank on crafts. They invited me out to LA to speak at a conference and she goes, watch this, I'm going to put up, uh, giving a speech in CHA, Witchcraft and Hobby Association, CHA LA 2012, hashtag bacon, I will have 10 new followers. And I said, what? And she was completely wrong. She had 20. So as I was networking in all these local networking events, which were mostly morning things, I started taking pictures of bacon and putting it up on Facebook and it just exploded. And I was actually meeting with one of my clients, and I showed her my book, and it was originally titled, It's Not About You, It's About Relationship Marketing in a Social Media World. And she just looked at me, and she says, no. She says, it's not about you, it's about bacon. And I went, holy crap, you are so right. And that's how the whole thing was built.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, when you look at the fact that they're combining, I mean, making bacon ice cream, you know that you're oh. on the, yeah, it is. It's, you bacon couldn't have vodka, dude. I
3: mean, they bacon Candy, I mean, bacon, cotton candy, bacon toothpicks, bacon everything. I mean, I've got a whole shrine in my office to bacon. People, that's the funny I thing about said it. I have, I have a whole post. swine
2: in my office. Did you hear him? He said, I have a whole swine in my office. That is awesome. No, well, I do have a swine. I have a swine. It actually talks. It says bacon, bacon, bacon. Uh, it's animated, <laughs> but,
3: yeah, I've got, I mean, people send me, almost weekly, something in the mail with bacon. You know, they're sitting at a Cracker Barrel, and they see some, oh, Brian, does have this send it to him. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's amazing. It just has been such a connector. You know, a lot of different ways. And true. on Facebook, I mean, there isn't the a day that goes by that somebody's not putting something on my Facebook page. Have you seen this, man, this bacon recipe, this cool thing? It's like. That just
2: tells yeah. you the power of a brand. Exactly. Well, I, I do some of the highest end events in DC, and these caters uh, the, the appetizers that you come up with, with the you know bacon around the scallops, but the bacon around the prunes—that uh, is an amazing treat. And then they have the swirled bacon that has got cinnamon on it, and they're like, "Oh my god, this is great!" Oh yeah,
3: my favorite thing is bacon wrapped uh, water chestnuts. I
2: love bacon. Oh yes, that's phenomenal. You're right. I just I eat the toothpick too. I don't eat, I don't want eating getting in the way of things. So. <laughs> <laughs>
4: All right, Dude, okay. and I, let's I say hope you, you have a good psychology with that one.
2: I'm sorry,
3: but uh, ooh. <laughs> so, Brian G, I, I wanted to. in the colon
4: is not
2: you, good, my man. I wanted to ask you a similar question and just see how you redirect the question into an answer that has absolutely nothing to do with the question. So, at what point did you become an entrepreneur? How did you? Uh, how did you know that was for you, and why did you take the leap of faith
4: in yourself? Well, you know, Kanye. Because you know, <laughs> Kanye, and like, what Taylor Swift did was beautiful, but hold on, but Beyonce <laughs> was amazing. Like, do you mean like that? So How for that? me, did it perfectly. with the whole entrepreneurial thing, I mean, since the day I was like old enough to figure out that. There's this ugly thing called money, and you've got to have enough, or it ain't so good. You can't, like, you know, rock and roll, and you can't be cool, and you've got to have a roof over your head. And I thought, okay, well, that's fine. And then I heard about all these things you could do. And I was sitting in class, and, like, the teachers, like, they're talking about things like you could be a doctor. I'm like, I don't want to have my hands in someone's stomach. That's gross. Can't do that. Could be a dentist, it's like hands in someone's mouth ain't doing that either. And then there was like you could like count money and be an accountant, and like math is bad, I'm definitely not going to be an accountant. And, and it was getting kind of scary, <laughs> but then I heard about how you could work for yourselves, and I was uh, work for yourself, and I was pretty young, so this whole entrepreneurial thing that was a pretty big word, <clears throat> but I thought that sounds like exciting. To me, to be able to call the shots, to be able to live a life of excitement. Because for me, most of the things I heard about it just like eight hours a day doing the same thing. That sounded like kind of a drag. And I just tried all these cockamamie things like network marketing, internet marketing, and um, oh, SMC. I don't know if you guys ever heard of SMC out of California and. I was up late at night, and there was this commercial at 3 o'clock in the morning, and Tom Bosley was selling me this scheme, and I bought into it. and, and I tried all these things, and the Internet came along, and, and that was kind of it for me. And, and I started playing around, and I started having small wins, and I just kept playing around, and, and they turned into big wins. So, wow, pretty blessed to, uh, to live in the time we do. Well, Brian G.,
2: to continue that, who is a mentor? Who is someone that you actually inspired you to, to chase your dream and, and make, make the money thing really the secondary but the purpose, the primary?
4: So for me, um, I mean, I don't know if there's, like, ever been, like, one huge mentor figure, whether it's, like, I could someone might say Steve Jobs or this entrepreneur or my dad. or I mean, for me, I think it was just trying to figure out like how to make it work. Like how can I take this online thing and make money from it and and that was the driving force. It was like it was a it was a puzzle to me. It was a che- it was a game of chess and and that was the thing that drove me. And I can remember some of my early wins. Like I started making pretty great mo- uh, good money with SEO and making websites. And I thought, huh, I wonder if people will buy Halloween costumes. And I built one little website in 2003 in probably 15 or 20 hours. And then uh, I was amazed by the time I got to November, that little website had generated 25K that you know I put together in a couple weeks, generated some serious income. And, and that, was, that was really the start of it for me. And it was hard in the beginning, and it's always hard in the beginning, but if you stick with it, you know, you can really achieve amazing things. And it's. I think that's what's really important. Um, one of the things I keyed off of the conversation so far today was to find the thing in life that you're excited by, to find the thing that motivates you. Because no one's going to be able to do it for you, and you can't buy it. You can't get a coach to do it for you to achieve a high level of success. You have to, you have to be able to, like, you know pull up the uh, bootstraps and just move forward um, I kind of talk it's funny just today I released a video about leveraging your content superpower, and for me, being an entrepreneur and teaching a lot like what Brian talked about, I've had a lot of people ask me what's the best way and and honestly, that's not a great question because there's no one best way. It really depends on the individual. And and for me, people have, have talked it out like Trust Funnel is a great book, and I believe that. I put a lot of heart and soul into it. It's based on experience and results, and it's not hard to create a great book if you've got both of those things. So So that was great, but... I've heard a lot that, you know, gosh, I really enjoy your videos, and your energy, and your quirkiness kind of come off in a in a unique way, and I, it draws me in, and so for me, you know, with the whole YouTube thing, it's been a, a question about what should I do next, and how am I going to follow up, like, we were talking about, like, how do you keep the brand rolling, and and also just playing like what how am I going to spend my time and And the answer to that question was I'm going to start writing a second book, and it's going to be about YouTube, and it's going to be based on a case study which talk about you know putting yourself out there um, and and making your goals known like I'm writing this book and I'm talking about twenty five thousand subscribers in a year, and I gotta tell you in the third week of my YouTube channel, it was kind of scary. <laughs> As I and why sat, that? At, sat at about 400 subscribers, with about two or three or five people joint subscribing a day, because I begged people on Facebook <laughs> that already knew me, and I'm like, "Well, this isn't going to last long, you know i need to get I need to get that uh, that traffic from YouTube, but I also knew how YouTube worked, and I've been on YouTube for many, many years, and. And I just stuck with it, and I pushed through, and, and now I've got that kind of momentum on my side, which is super exciting. So, so quickly, how does YouTube work? How YouTube works is uh, YouTube is in the ad advertising business, and their whole goal is to advertise uh, and create a platform that um, makes sense for advertisers. And the, the content delivery, obviously, is video, now what YouTube wants, like all of us, is to keep people on YouTube until they die. So if you can send a visitor to YouTube and they never leave, YouTube's gonna see that and they're gonna reward you in your account, in your channel with authority. Now if you can release videos that ultimately keep people on YouTube longer, They will reward the individual videos and those videos will impact your overall channel authority and that will allow you to rank better and drive even more views and and that's exactly what's happening with my channel right now is that YouTube sees that I'm creating content that people really like and they're, they're tuning into my videos on a daily basis and they're rewarding me with great rankings because it helps them to make... Money. So that's how YouTube works. So, just to summarize that, because I was a little bit long
2: winded, Brian G. Um, if someone starts a YouTube channel and they eat bacon while they're sharing their message and causing the trust funnel by showing the book as often as possible, that would help them get more subscribers quicker. Is that correct?
4: Well, anytime there's bacon, I mean, that's a pretty powerful hook. So, let's just go with yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. Amen, brother. All right. So, Brian Bacon, tell me uh, what you're most proud about and what you've accomplished in life this far.
3: Uh, that I made it to 55? Um, that's pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, well, the, tons of things, man. I mean, I've, I've, you know, I think the proudest thing is that I've been able to reinvent myself so many times over the course of all these years. Um, I owned a recording studio, was making a half million dollars a year with five employees, and as of today, you can buy a piece of software on the Apple Store for ten dollars that does more than that recording studio could do back then. <laughs> right. um, mm-hmm. You know, I've learned to evolve with technology. I've learned to reinvent who I am and, and grow with the times. You know, and and embrace technology. I mean, the one thing I was born a geek, I was raised a geek. Uh, and I will always be a geek. I mean, I love playing with technology, love playing with toys, um, love learning, and I think that's probably the biggest accomplishment that I've had is that I've, you know, never stopped learning, never stopped continuing to grow myself, and that gives me the ability to help grow other people, so I think that's it. You know, I've done, there's there's lots of, you know, uh, you know, dots on the wall, you know, gold stars, awards, all those kind of things that I've gotten. I mean, my first book was an award winner, um, second one will be an award winner, because I'll make sure of it. Um, you know, third one, fourth one, whatever it is. But I, there's always more to do. You know, it's like I'm looking forward to writing that fifth and sixth and seventh and eighth book. And I've already got it in my head as to where I'm going with it. So, But I think the, the ultimate accomplishment is watching other people succeed. That, to me, is, I think, the most important thing you could possibly do.
2: And, you know, any story that uh, of a time that, was really tough and you kind of questioned if this was the pathway you should be going on and how you got past that? Oh, God, yeah. Yesterday. No. Um, <laughs> well, you know, when I
3: owned the recording studio, uh, that was a really, really tough time because we actually got flooded out with raw sewage and it shut the studio down for three uh, three months solid and they still wanted us to pay rent on something we couldn't make any money on. So I had to take it and move it and, uh, you know, try to keep it alive and um, you know, there's always times where you run into those kind of things. But it's the the one thing I could say about it is the tough times are the times that define you, and the way that you react to them are incredibly important. I mean, it's uh, I've always heard, you know, you are the person that you are when no one's looking at what you're doing in your car. Um, you know, it's it's you have to be a person of integrity and, and something, and you always have to. Learn from those things that happen in front of you rather than blame other people or blame the circumstance. Everything is put in front of you as a learning lesson. And if you continue to learn, continue to grow, uh, you can't help but be successful.
2: You know, uh, I don't know if you guys know a guy named uh, James Lawrence. He's also known as the Iron Cowboy. and He set a world record last year of running 50 uh, Ironman uh, triathlon. I mean, uh, yeah, triathlons, uh, 50 days straight in 50 different states. And he's one of the people that was, was speaking. And he actually stated very similar to what you just said right now, is that when you have all that adversity, it's actually one of the best moments you're going to ever look back on because it taught you how low you can go, and, and it caused you to push and be the greatest you can be. And mm-hmm. uh, someone else asked him after that, they said, well, what is your why? Because, I mean, he's done some unbelievable, I mean, anyone that even did two or even one triathlon in one day, one Ironman in one day, that would be like a significant uh, bucket list checkoff. And he said that his first one in Alaska, you know, knocked him on his butt. And then he had to get on a plane that night to make it to Hawaii or it was the other way around. But my point is, he was having such a tough time in the first two. They asked, well, what was your why that made you do it? And he says, you know what? I don't think you should have one Why? I think you should be able to pull a new layout out every single day and you're you're talking about how you reinvented yourself, and so you're really you're becoming a chameleon and as as the knowledge uh, comes in you're able to have more resources to actually accommodate a new market so I wanted to go to to brian uh, with Brian G sorry I went with only Brian there Brian G with what was a an, something you had to overcome and and what did that teach you
4: so for me. I think uh, it would probably be the experiences I went through in uh, 2013, and by this time, I had been an online entrepreneur. I generated millions of dollars, and I started to really examine who I was and the life I was living, and I felt like I was doing well, but I wasn't at 100% Brian G., And, and, and for me, for me to, to look back on my life and, and think, you know, well, I wish I would have done this. I'm okay if, if I say, like, well, I wish I would have been able to do this, and I tried and I gave it my all, but I wasn't able to achieve. I think if you give your all, the it's much easier to sit with the results that you generate and And I was just kind of looking at some of the people that I spent time with. I started looking at um, how I marketed myself. I started looking at the things that occupied my life. Um, I decided to stop drinking. And it wasn't like I don't consider myself like an alcoholic. I drank a lot. I drank probably every night, and I had a lot of hangovers. And I still went through the day and I was fine, but I felt like, you know, are you playing at that 100% level? And today, am I playing at 100%? I don't know. I could probably, there's probably a little bit of, of space I can go. I can probably increase that level of, of uh, a focus. However, I do know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the decisions I made to change and to become the person I am today is really reflecting on that time period in 2013. And, and one of the big motivations for me right then was to to really decide that you know no negativity shall pass. And it's like if you're a negative force on my life, then I'm going to have to let you go. And sometimes that's hard you know as humans we get really comfortable in relationships whether they're good or bad we get comfortable in our day to day lives we get comfortable with that drink in the evening because it's fun and it lets you relax a little bit but then there's the other side of that coin which is the morning with the hangover so to be able to like look at my life and say like how can we improve because there's a lot more to do and to have made the decisions that have shaped me today um, it's, it's probably, like, <clears throat> something that has is, is been really great in my life. Well, share a quote that you live by or one that inspires you,
2: and then also share again how people can follow you on YouTube.
4: So people do not fail. They simply give up before the magic happens. Awesome. And pe- people can find me on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash brian g johnson tv thank you brian
2: and brian bacon how about a a quote that you live by that inspires you and your contact information
3: um well i think my favorite quote is from zig ziglar and it's it i have to paraphrase it because i don't have it off the top of my head but basically if you can help people get what they want you can always have what you want and so it's all about thinking about how you can serve other people, and you will always be abundant. And uh, so that's, I, I wish I could remember the exact quote. But it's, well, it's, it's something said,
2: it's like the more, the more you can help people, the more people you help get what they want, the more you'll get what you want because you're, you're exactly. serving, and you're having, impacting more people. Exactly. Yeah, thank you. Zig is brilliant. So I wanted to just say it's, it's amazing when I have guests like you. Like, I really believe like this was like three minutes. I can't believe how quick this show went. And you guys are really two of my favorite people. I'm so glad that I, I went at NAMS to meet you guys. And I can't wait to have you in my future book coming out, hopefully later this year, called Amplified Gold Nuggets. I'm going to definitely be referencing a lot of the, the aspects of this show. And you guys have been amplified. I, I love you guys as friends, and I, I look forward to supporting you in all your future endeavors. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you, my brother, from another mother. (laughs) It's amazing. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashawn again next Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard.